and welcome to Ask Nikki Novo. In this show, I'll be performing live readings for our listeners. Plus, we'll be exploring pop culture through a spiritual lens as I read the energy of celebrities and trending stories. It will be the best reading these celebrities never asked for. Get your heart ready because you're about to receive spiritual guidance for your everyday challenges. Hey there, my friends. Welcome to another episode of Ask Nikki Novo. In this episode, I'll be answering two listener questions that are actually very close to home for me. Both questions are questions I have asked myself in the past. The first is about moving. Should I move or should I stay? Am I going to mess up my children for life by moving them away from what they know? You know, the trauma we may cause our kids. Been there, done that. So um, actually, I want to share a little move update with all of you This week actually marks one year since we moved our family from Miami to Western North Carolina. So such a perfect question to be answering. We did it. Can't believe it. It definitely has been a crazy journey filled with a lot of uncomfortable stretching, at least for me, which is funny because I was the one that was the most excited about the move. Yet I have also been the one who needed the most amount of city detox out of me. So everybody else seemed to be doing well. I was the one that definitely had a lot of releasing going on this past year. Um, Our house is almost ready, which is so excited. It seems like we have about 30 days until we can start moving in. And I'm like, listen, I don't know about you guys, telling my family, but no matter what happens in the next 30 days, like I'm starting to move at least my clothes into that house because I'm like really suffering with a small, tiny closet. And I'm looking forward to that giant master closet for sure. Uh, Our second listener question is about staying or leaving a marriage, which I know many of us can relate to that. I know that, you know, many of us are kind of questioning some relationships that we're in. So I'm really hoping that you find these messages helpful for anybody that's going through a troubling relationship right now. Lastly, we're going to look at the energetic meaning of heat waves and whether or not Kylie Jenner's short private plane trips have anything to do with it. Let's listen to our first question. Hey, Nikki. I am looking to move my family, and I would like to find a large piece of property for us, and I don't know where to start looking. I am wondering whether it's Tennessee or North Carolina or Georgia or Virginia. Um, Any insight would be helpful. And any insight as to whether this is the right thing for my whole family would be awesome. Thank you so much. Hi, Bree. Okay, we're talking about moving. So many of us have that question. I've been asking ourselves those questions for the last couple of years. So I think this will be a great download for many of us who are thinking about shifting locations. So first, as you guys know, I recently did a move about a year ago. We moved from Miami to Western North Carolina. We moved from the city to country and land and all that kind of stuff. So as an intuitive, I'm getting this question and it's so similar to what I was asking myself just a couple of years ago. So I need to like really get out of my way to be able to get this message because I could easily go into like giving advice or sharing my experience And I don't want to do that, right? I want to be a clear vessel to receive the message for this situation. 
or it took me a little bit longer to receive the message because I really had to try to get out of my own way. So just a little tip if any of you are trying to develop your own intuition. Okay, so the first thing I was getting about moving is that moving in general is going to require both masculine and feminine energy. Uh, My land was like dictating this reading most of it, which is really funny, which when I was moving and looking for this land, there was this one tree, it's the, you know, the mother tree on the land really was guiding me the whole move. So I feel like they're just coming back to give these messages and talk about moving and especially moving to, to land. So they were talking about this masculine and feminine energy. So there has to be this balance between, and that's really almost like what the journey is about. There's this balance between trusting, feeling pulled, intuition, right? Those feminine energies. I feel like I must go like kind of no logic type of feeling. And then there's this masculine energy that needs to make it happen, that needs to accomplish, that needs to get everything, all the ducks in a row, get things done. So it is a marriage of both energies. And some of us that want to move, maybe we are, you know, more dominant in one energy than the other. And in order to make this a very soul-led, you know, soul-purpose move, we have to balance both energies. So that was the first message. So Brie, the first thing I saw when I was looking at your energy, like right away, you know, I called your energy forward, right away your heart really lit up, which was such a good sign because moving and, and like any desire, you know, any kind of call that we're having, it could get confusing as to like, where is this desire coming from? Like, is this desire coming because I'm trying to fulfill a wound? Um, Is this desire coming because my ego really wants it? Or is this desire showing up because my heart is calling it? And like when it shows up in the heart, this is the best case scenario because the heart is the connection to intuition. It's really what speaks up for intuition. So, and your intuition is the voice of your soul. So your soul, right, has a path and has a calling and a purpose, and it's trying to speak to us through the heart. So the fact that we see this in your heart is such a good sign. Next thing I saw when I was looking at your energy was your solar plexus, which is the chakra in the stomach. This is about self-identity, self-esteem, self-worth. I like to call this like the I can do it um, center. And the reason that this was calling my attention was because it was very clear that this move and this choice, although it is heart and it comes from the heart, it's like this thing I really want, it was showing that it was actually going to require both will and skill, right? So it was like, I need willpower. I need the skill to see this through. And it requires like grit and, and doing and believing myself. There's a little bit of you right now that wants the thing, but is not sure that you're someone who could make it happen, who could fully do the thing and complete, like from moving my family all the way to another place, setting up another place, getting the right place. There isn't a full, you're just not sure you're somebody who can do it, which is normal, right? Because you're at the beginning of a journey. I mean, I felt the same way. I remember. You asked a question if this was a good or bad move for the family, which is an obvious question, a normal question. A lot of us who are trying to move 
in groups, you know, with partners or family members, ask this question. And what I was getting, this was actually showing up in your third eye, you know, center, which is right between your two eyes. This is your ability to vision, to see the future. And this, like the success of this move for the entire family has a lot to do with your ability to stick to your vision and allow your vision to come through. So there's a desire to move, right? We see it in the heart, but there's also like a kind of a vision that you see for this move, like why you want this move. You kind of, it looks like you have a bit of a vision of a lifestyle, like how you want the family to live and how you want to live and all that. That vision is like a leader vision. So you are a leader, you are the leader in the family. And the same way you would be like the leader of a company, let's say, and you have a vision for where you want the company to go. So you have a vision for where you want this family to go. And the only reason it would like fail for the family or the family members is if you stopped believing in your vision and if you forgot your vision and if you decided to not work on living into that vision. So this is also why your solar plexus was having a hard time because your solar plexus was like, well, I mean, I want this. I believe like I have it in my heart, but I also am afraid that I will let people down. Like, what if this isn't my intuition? Like, I think this is my intuition, but maybe it's not. And it's really, it it is because it's in your heart, but it's also about following through on not just the move, but also the reason you see the move, like what your vision for your life and life as a family is. And that's really like where the success is going to be. I do see like almost the first few steps of the way having to be steps where you like prove yourself to the universe. Like I don't see like all this luck happening. So don't don't feel like, oh, because it's not happening easily, it's not meant to be, because I know a lot of us can get there, but we have to kind of show our willingness for some of these big things that we want. Like we have to take the first step and show the universe like our willingness and our commitment to seeing this through and to being good stewards of the vision, of being good stewards, let's say, of the land, being good stewards of this life that we see for ourselves. And as we show the universe, our commitment by, you know, maybe doing some hard things, by by sticking to it, even if it's not working out, then the universe is like, all right, cool. Like she has the grit. And then there starts to be a little bit of like luck and things falling into place. The last thing I wanted to talk about was how to decide on location. You mentioned four different states and I'm sure you're open to anything. And that is very common for us that we just like don't know where to start. And we're like, oh, maybe I can go here. I can go here. I can go here. And how do we decide? Like, I think there's this feeling of like, what if one place is like destiny and one is not? And there's this fear of like making the wrong choice, you know? So for this, I actually want to give a little trick, a little intuitive trick. So what you're going to do is you're going to find some time to be a little quiet in meditation. Your eyes are closed. And I want you to imagine yourself on a street or like a path. And this is like your little walkway to these different paths. And since you have, for example, four different states, you can imagine four different streets. So the one to the left would be Georgia. The next one would be Tennessee. And then the next one, North Carolina. And then the one all the way to the right would be Virginia. And you're just going to imagine yourself walking 
through each. So you're going to kind of see your little avatar here in your visualization walking down the street of Georgia and really just like paying attention to what do you feel? Like, does it feel expansive? Does it feel dark? Does it feel uh, lonely? You know, whatever it may be. And just write down without thinking about it, without judging it, just writing down like what you're getting when you walk down those paths. And that's a little bit of a kind of a journey that you're taking to these places before you actually have to go there. And it also gives you a little bit of an insight into what life for you particular, not if I would walk down the Georgia path, it would look very different for me than it would look like for you. It's really not about Georgia. It's about how your soul will be doing in that, that space. So you can do that little exercise. For me, when I was using my own skills to do this, there was a few things like Virginia, I kind of kicked out because it looked like weather and especially like growing was going to be important to you. So I guess Virginia looked like a little cold and growing looked better in these other places. There was also two paths here where it looked like one was more of a rule choice. I don't know if if you guys understand the way I said that rule, which is basically like, it looked like prettier land, but more solitude and it it looked like it was there would be different choices, especially for children. Like there would be more homeschooling, things like that. It would just be a little bit of a quieter life. And then there looked like a Georgia, North Carolina path, like almost it looked like where they touch, where North Carolina and Georgia touch. But more activity, it looked like there was like more social um activity. And the reason I mentioned like this different way of feeling the paths is because again, if I'm doing it for my preference, I might be like, oh, I I know that I need a little bit more social activity. So I would go with this one area, but the person you're reading for, or if you're deciding for yourself, like maybe you're, you're actually seeking that solitude. So that's why it's important for us to kind of feel into like what each feels for us. And that's what I got, Brie. I hope that was helpful. You got this, and I can't wait to see all the different moves everybody starts to make. Hey, Nikki. Uh, I've been with my husband for five years, and we are going through a very challenging time. And I'm considering divorce as well. We are seeking help from a therapist, but it's a very sad time for me and I really don't know what to do if I should stay in this relationship or leave. Thank you so much. Hi, Sanja. Thank you so much for your question. I'm really sorry that you're going through a difficult time that is never easy and my heart is with you. So I was getting that, I guess a few, maybe years ago, maybe a few months ago, but some point in the past, it seemed like you were setting some intentions in your life where you were maybe asking like, what's true for me? What's my purpose? Or just kind of like some bigger questions. Like it looked like you were maybe even having a bit of a spiritual awakening, uh, setting some intentions for like a really beautiful high path. And that has kind of brought you to where you are. So I just want you to know that even though this looks like a challenging time, it does look like kind of a wiser part of yourself, set some seeds a few, again, years, months ago, 
has brought your life to a place where it's really trying to expand and open. And that this is a moment where it's, it's really not about you getting like super involved, but actually a moment of observation and reflection right now. So I just wanted to state, say that in the beginning so that you maybe can have a little, like a different perspective on like maybe why is this happening to you and understand that perhaps this experience, no matter what happens, whether you stay together or not, may be in your highest and greatest good. Um, and to kind of get curious about why it's happening to you. Because you definitely need um, a little bit of separation from it. It looks like you're really in it, which I mean, understandably. But I kept getting the message about being in a place of observation. So observation would be like something is happening in front of me and I'm just in the, I'm in the audience watching the whole play take part rather than being in the play and being on stage and like being one of the characters there really was this message about can you 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 probably you are one of the main characters obviously you are the main character but can you also sit in the audience and watch the play happen so ob- observing is a big part of this time in your life and like what's being asked of you I, I was also receiving the message of part of that observing is to actually let you you get to a place where you allow the marriage to take its natural course. I get them. I was getting the message that you don't need to keep it together, but you also don't need to give up. So I know, obviously, in order to kind of ease the pain and like the suffering that you're going through and the anxiety, you're going to want to know like do I leave or do I stay? And unfortunately, like that is, that decision is actually like not important right now. And it's really not something you're going to be able to know because this is really about letting it take its natural course. So you are not making the decision actually, like you are not the one that's going to either keep it together or not keep it together. The marriage is either going to stay together or it's not. And you can kind of take the pressure off of yourself thinking that like you have to have the answer or that you have to make the right choice because it's really not your choice to make. The marriage is like this like living kind of breathing entity that is either going to transform into a butterfly, right? It's going to move out of the caterpillar stage and move into the cat in the butterfly stage, or it's going to die before it gets there. And you're not causing that to happen or not happen. So you can really like release that pressure off of you that the course, right? Like life is either going to continue or it's, or it's not going to continue and life is causing that or the universe or source is causing that, not you. So it's not all on your shoulders. And with that kind of hopefully releasing that burden a little bit, what you can do is just kind of sit back and observe and be like, oh, let's see if I don't get involved in this, like if I don't maneuver things or put pressure on myself, what is this marriage really? Like, where is this really trying to go? Or like, what's it trying to show me? Like, what does it want to do? So instead, what you can do is every day, you know, you wake up in the morning and you ask yourself, what feels natural for me? Does it feel natural for me to go to therapy today? Does it feel natural for me to hug my partner? Does it feel natural for me to just get in the car and go visit a friend, right? Like 
it's really about like what is natural, what is like naturally coming from you, not from a place of like, I need to make things happen or I need to control, or this is all on me. When you release that, the marriage actually starts to take its natural course. And you also get to observe rather than think. So it's like right now you're very much like in the thinking mode. Like my brain has to figure this out. My brain has to do this. And an observing is more of like a curious place. You're like, oh, interesting. Look at us. Like we keep doing this like same little thing. It's so funny that we do this. Or isn't it funny that like, anytime I say this, like he acts like that, like so fascinating. So it's, it's non-judgmental. It's, I'm not in it. So I'm not like, you know, affected by it, but I'm, I'm observing it. I'm noticing that it's happening. So an example would be the other day I was joking that I was working on these projects and I realized that like I, every project I take it so far. And then like at the very end of the project, I don't give up, but like I take this break and I won't like pick up that project and finish it for like weeks later. It's this really annoying thing that I do that I like finish a project almost to the end, but not quite the end. And I was like telling my team, I was like, so funny. I was noticing that I like, I do that in like so many areas of my life. Like I don't fully finish. So I'm not judging myself, but I'm somehow like flying above myself and being like, look at this little funny human called Nikki Novo and like what she does. And that actually lets me be like, oh, okay, like now I'm going to finish things through. So like anything I start, I'm like, okay, we're going to finish it all the way. And it's like, it's actually like a easier way of relating to me, to myself. So it looks like this relationship needs a little bit of like that, oh, interesting, curiosity, observing and seeing where it's trying to go. Not where like you may think you need to take it or where it should go or where it shouldn't go but where's it truly naturally trying to go? And if you're observing it, you're going to see that. Now, I was also kind of tapping into your partner and it seems like your husband is definitely overwhelmed by like how he should act, like how he's like almost like what's expected of him or like how he almost like doesn't know how to fix this or how to act. He, it's so it's in a way you can't even like see his natural self because it almost feels like he, it felt like almost like my son, like one of my, you know, my kids sometimes, like if I don't give them like very clear, like expectations, like when you're like, oh, you, you just need to behave well. Like they don't know they're, they're get, they get anxious because they're like, well, what does behave well mean? Does behave well mean finish my food? Does behave well mean like don't scream? Like there is no clear expectation of what behave well is. So it actually like makes them really nervous. And there's something about like these different expectations on your partner, like that he doesn't know like what to to do with it. And in a way kind of makes him like act a little weird or blurry or like anxious or something. Also, it seems like um, his nervous system seems like pretty like shot or affected. I don't know if he had like trauma growing up but there's something about the nervous system that doesn't really let him like be vulnerable and like be honest or be true because it's like, he can't really calm down. There's a lot of anxiety and fear like in his system and it makes him like cloudy because of it. And almost like, doesn't make him, I don't know, like finish full sentences. It almost looks like he might look like he's lying sometimes, but it has a lot to do with like this fear of getting in trouble. I don't know if like he had a mom that he was like always getting in trouble 
and maybe he's, you know, seeing you as his mom or something, but there's something that doesn't like allow him to like relax. So for you, if you want to get more out of this person, what would be helpful is actually to focus on like a relaxing, stress-free home, which I know is like not the easiest, of course, when you're having problems with your partner and maybe he's done something that has hurt you. And like the last thing you want to do is like make things comfortable for him. But it seemed like now was a time for, and I know that it feels like, oh, time is of the essence, either I stay or I go. But it did seem like in your relationship, it seemed like it was a time for like no goals and like kind of no, like almost like any, I don't know, anything in the future or any expectations have to be like, let go. And instead, like, how do I just make life a little bit more peaceful, a little bit more relaxing? You know, there's no rush almost is kind of the way that I saw it. So bringing down like stress and in yourself actually like brings down stress in him. And then you can get almost like a better feel for what he's capable of or not, or you'll even get like more honesty and more authenticity from him. So that's like just a little tip if you feel like, I know it's not the easiest thing to do in this moment, but it's, it'll be something that you'll see like that he'll, his, like if the environment changes a little bit, it looks like you'll get more out of him. And then lastly, like for you, I was like, okay, well, you know, we know what to do with the relationship, all that stuff, but what do you do in the meantime? If you really are going to take it from a place of like, okay, like, let's see what this marriage really wants to be. Like, I'm going to try to not try to keep it alive, but also not feel like I need to kill it off. I'm just going to let it be and see what it wants to be. What do you do in the meantime, right? Like, what do you do with yourself? And I was getting that, like, this is a really deep introspective time for you. A lot of reflection about what makes you happy just in general. Like, it just looked like this is a good time to ask yourself those questions. Like, not even just about, like, it's really not about this relationship. There's like bigger questions of like, what do you really want from life? Like, what really makes you happy? Like, what's in your heart? Like, you know, what are the simple things that you seek? You know, sometimes you go through a hard thing like this and you find the simplicity of life. Like, oh, I just, I just, I don't know. I just want to be loved. I just want to be with a good person or, you know, whatever that may be. And it looks like this is a time to really kind of go within yourself and ask those questions. Definitely, again, you don't need to know, like really to release the pressure of you, like needing to know everything and how everything is going to pan out. Because this is really about like mindfulness right now. It looks like just like waking up every day and being like, you know, what makes me happy? Like, how do I release stress? How do I like release my anxiety? Like, how do I kind of um, become like a self-master of myself? Also slowing down seemed very important. Like this is one thing that's like for sure is that life is trying to slow down for you. So to take that and to accept that, it also seems like to not put any pressure on yourself for like social expectations. Um, it seemed like this might be a time that like you don't really want to see people that you want to keep to yourself a little bit more. And that is like by design. Like, again, it looks like a very introspective. I'm going within myself to kind of get to know myself. And that is, that's like the time. So like, don't force yourself to like go out or, you know, if, unless, you, you know, unless you, you feel like it. And to not think that that's like weird to allow that for yourself. So to wrap it up, Sanja, I really see this as a very 
spiritual moment for you. It's actually a very sacred moment. It might even be even more sacred than than getting married itself. You know, um, this is going to be a moment that you're really going to remember, and it's expanding your life. Like there's a lot of going in right now because your life is going to expand from here, and this is truly in your favor. Like this is this is here for you. You just have to sit and listen and see like, what is it trying to tell you rather than feeling like you had to, you have to artificially keep it going. So allow yourself to see what life is trying to tell you. Allow yourself to be in a place of, this is really hard, but at the same time, I believe that this is gonna be a beautiful thing for me. I, I feel the initiation. I feel the sacredness of this moment, even though that it's very hard and it's not going to break you, Sanja. Like it's going to crack you open, truly. Welcome to Hot Hits. Okay, friends. I received an article from actually a YouTube link from my production team saying that Kylie Jenner is being slammed for using a gas-guzzling private planes. I guess she tweeted something or put something up saying that, um, it's, I think it was something like two private planes and then she said something like, mine or yours? Like, should we take mine or should we take yours? So people were annoyed for several reasons, well, for two reasons. One, you know, inflation, people are having to cut back or kind of, you know, suffering, all that kind of stuff. And I'm showing you my private plane. And then also heat waves, climate change, like it's scary. What's happening? Do you really need a private plane, especially for a short trip? So that is really, you know, the reason for the backlash, Miss Jenner. By the way, let me read you my little disclaimer so we can be clear. I have no personal connection to Kylie Jenner or any of the Kardashians for that matter. So please take what I say during this podcast as strictly my opinion and what came through to me as an intuitive download and not basis in fact from what I have learned from Kylie Jenner or anyone with firsthand knowledge of Kylie Jenner. This reading and the information I'm sharing is for entertainment purposes only. So I decided to meditate and connect with Mother Earth. Mama Gaia, which I usually do. As you guys know, I enjoy the land and I like to connect often. So I was sitting in the land and I was like, okay, like, is this, is there like an energetic reason for the heat waves? Like, is climate change like really trying to talk to us? Is is there something here? And the first thing I was getting was, she was like, I'm good. You know, like she was like, listen, I'm good. Like you guys want to get this hot? it's all good. You want to get this busy? Like, it's all good. Like I can function from here. She's like, now my children, on the other hand, they're making it harder for themselves. Like they're the ones that, that are suffering. And she was claiming that this was all happening because there was too much impatience. The heat wave from an energetic standpoint, right? So like the metaphor, the symbolism of it, right? Not necessarily based in science. Um, I wouldn't know. (laughs) It would be cool to find out, but I don't know was is really from this place of like what what it's trying to tell us or why it's showing up energetically is this kind of feeling of all of us trying to make up for lost time like and also fighting 
a slowing down that is naturally happening. So, you know, before COVID, there there was a lot of fast-paced movement, obviously, and we just kept going faster and faster and faster. COVID came, slowed everything down, shut things down, um, many of, of us for, you know, over a year. And now what happened was that almost like a large amount of people were trying to like make up for lost time and almost like revving up engines all at the same time, which then created like all this heat. Like it was like all this activity on the planet that then created all this heat. There's also like a kind of a denial of a natural slowing down that's going to happen. And I think that that is, you know, in the economy and the way that we live, I think it's also just like, you know, if you've ever owned a business or whatever, you're kind of like, you know, you're killing it for a while and you're like, oh yeah, like just more and more and more. And then it was just like a good time in your space, but then there's like a little bit of a slowing down or we were used to, or even like people that have like Instagram followings, you know, they were like used to killing it and making a hundred thousand followers, getting to 200. And then all of a sudden there's like a plateau. It's like, oh man, I'm only getting 20 followers a month as opposed to getting like thousands that I used to get. And it's just, it's a natural progression. Like it's even just another natural way to see it is like as a baby, you know, from zero to five, there's like, oh my gosh, so much change, right? Like I start walking, I start eating, I start talking, like all these things happen. And then, you know, yeah, like think about like the, from 20 to 30, like a little bit changes in my body, but not too much physical change that I can see the way that I could see it when I was like tiny. So it's natural to eventually kind of slow down and we're coming to a place in our collective and just in a place in time where there's like a natural slowing down that's trying to happen. But there is this fight in us, you know, where like the earth is asking for slowing down and she's just going to make it happen regardless. You know, like she's, she was kind of telling me, she's like, I'm not really asking. It's just like, it's what I'm showing basically. And we're fighting the slowing down and we're fighting to, to like make up for like the lost time. We're fighting like how the world has changed. And because of that, like we brought in a lot of activity, which created a lot of heat. So that's a lot of what we're, of what we're seeing. The answer to like our climate situation I was getting was both space and speed. So slowing down is the answer. Like the world is going to start to move to like slow fashion, slow food, slow travel. Like there's just everything is asking to kind of, is to kind of tone it, tone it down. Even, you know, as things get more expensive and the economy is, is slowing down, our spending is going to slow down. Like how we decide to use our money is going to slow down. So that really is like not, it's not a bad thing. It's a really a time of like reflection to be like, oh, you know, what do I need and what don't I need? Like what's truly necessary and what's not necessary? How addicted am I to like the fast pace? And can I be okay with this like, you know, slowing down? So slowing down is the answer. Also there, she was talking about like space. Like she was saying that, we are like kind of stuck in, there's like a lot of us in small spaces almost. So I think that that's also why we see funny because we had that question earlier in the episode about like moving to land. And it's just like people need to be like spread out a little bit more is what she was saying that causes a bit of like the congestion, like that we're kind of, you know, we're 
we like to be near each other and that's like how the world works, but we're going to see like more of spreading out. And she said that that's part of the answer. Overall, we're seeing again, like making up for lost time. And one of the things that we see that's kind of messing is that messing with things is that like the government in general is trying to make up for kind of a slow trigger on climate situations. So like they didn't, they didn't pull the trigger quick enough. So now there's a lot of like trying to make up for that lost time. And that's why we see like even the pushing electric cars, like it's like, it's not too little too late, but it's like, we can't be in a hurry for something that we should have done years ago. So there's a, there's even that is like causing, there's like almost like a, there's an impatientness in production right now, like in general. And that that production is really what creates the heat. It's not the individual person as much. Yeah, it's annoying that like we have like a Kylie Jenner on a plane like that, but it's really not so much the individual as it's actually like the way we produce, you know, and as an individual, we don't really have too much say in the way things are produced. Like we're not there, you know, creating production, but the way we request things does impact production. So like if I want my, you know, whatever pillow tomorrow and I'm expecting Amazon Prime to deliver it to me within a day, I am affecting production because my demand is saying like, I want this thing, but I want this thing tomorrow. So it is a production situation. Like that's the biggest problem. But again, we are responsible for production in the way that we request and demand our products. So, so funny. This is like not about canceling Kylie Jenner at all. Like nobody's like truly, you know, annoyed or anything. It just seems like there's like these like little new earth beings. Like I saw them almost like as little fairies or people um, that are kind of like these like little, like their purpose is like to be these kind of just, I don't want to say like advocate. I feel like has such a bad connotation to it sometimes, but there's like these fans and these like humans that exist all over that are really like in tune with there's like, there's going to be like a new wave you're going to see to like, like consumption basically. And they exist everywhere. And they're like very sensitive to like consumption, the way things are consumed. So they're not like asking to cancel Kylie Jenner or to get rid of, you know, or whatever her lifestyle, but they're actually trying to get her on board because, you know, these bigger people or even people that are in charge of like companies or whatever as she is, because she's a businesswoman and she has earned everything, right? That she has. She like, when they get on board and they understand these like little things, you know, like kind of like, do you need a private plane? It's not about taking that away or taking wealth or redistributing it or anything like that. It's really about like getting this to be like on brand, like getting this place about like, um, like almost being like, eco-conscious to be like sexy is kind of what this is really about for us as a collective, like why we see a Kylie Jenner caught up in this. It's like, can we get people like this on board and can this be sexy in this? And can this be demanded of these bigger names, these bigger companies? Like, hey, we want to work with you, but only if you like understand this, like our values that like we're trying to like consume less and we find your plane to be not part of our values. And that's really like what this is. When I tapped into her, she definitely seemed like she was kind of like feeling a little, like a little bit of a victim right now. 
but which is normal. Like she, she actually seems very sensitive, like more than maybe people might know. And, and, you know, at the end of the day, very young. So there's like this kind of, there's also something about like not getting it, like the brain, not like fully getting it yet, but we're going to see like kind of a this impact things going forward. Like this, whether it's because of like her heart or because it's like for the, you know, the longevity of her brand, it doesn't really matter. And it's okay if people start making these choices from a, from like a, you know, a brand standpoint, it's all good. Like we don't care what, like why, but they're going to start making it. So this has been just a bit of like a, like a wake up call. And it's going to, we're going to see like, we're going to see some smart branding after this. Just, just putting that out there, you guys. Um, But I was kind of, it was kind of funny that she was like, kind of feeling like very sensitive about it. To wrap this up, like, what does this mean to us? Like how, what can we do with this? Like, why are we even talking about this? This is really about values, you guys. This is like, the earth is kind of you know, showing these things and working this way. And it's really not to punish us or anything like that. Like I said, Mama Gaia was like, listen, like you do you, like it's all good. No judgment here. But it's really about asking us like how we want to live. You know, like, do we want it to be this hot? Like we do have some say in that. It doesn't have to be this hot. You know, can we live with a little less? Can we move a little bit slower? Like, can we value those things a little bit more? So this is really about like values, like reflecting, understanding space and speed, like understanding our own impatientness, like getting used to a different speed. Can we get comfortable with that? Really balancing like that speed of technology with like the speed of nature, basically. Like, you know, so like some of our desires have become like unnatural because we want this like really delicious meal and we want it like yesterday when it takes time to grow that thing and it takes time to, you know, um, get it to us and like to get it to us, you know, um, without all sorts of chemicals and stuff like that. So like, can we be okay with slowing down and can we slow down just on a personal level and therefore like get more comfortable and more in flow with nature to understand that like technology has kind of brought us to an unnatural speed. So this is really about us reflecting. Like a lot of what's happening in the climate is is mirroring to us and just being like, hey, like, what do you think? What do you want? Like, what what sounds comfortable to you? Like, would you like it to be a little less hot and then maybe wait for your shirt a little bit longer? Like it's that kind of, those are kind of the questions that we're being asked. So it's a lot of reflection time. It's really not a time to point the finger or get mad at people or anything like that. It's, and it's not, there's no judgment is what I was getting to from nature. It's like no judgment. It's just what feels good for you. Like what makes the most, what makes the most sense? Like, does it feel comfortable living that way? And that's kind of the, which of course, it's kind of like when your mom's like, you do you, but you know that she has an opinion. That's kind of what this is like. It's like, listen, does this feel comfortable? Because we can keep at this and we can do more of it. Or what do you think about slowing down? What do you think about space? What do you think about speed? I leave you with this blessing, a sacred song written and performed by my dear friend, Lindsay Simsek. This is Clarity. Yeah.